Hi, everyone, and welcome to this special episode of the Passive House Podcast, recorded in Terrytown, New York, at the FiasCon 2021 Passive House Conference. Before we get started, I want to thank Fias for putting on the conference and for coordinating with us on these interviews, as well as NYSERDA for serving as conference partner with Fias and community partner with us here at the Passive House Accelerator. Thank you, too, to Rockwell North America, their generous support underwrote all of these interviews as well as our coverage of the conference. With that, please enjoy my interview with Ilka Cassidy of Holstrom Systems. Hi there, I'm here with Ilka Cassidy, who is co-founder of Holstrom System, and listeners of the podcast are, uh, know Ilka well because she's also been guest uh, co-host of the podcast on a monthly basis now for quite some time. I think our best episodes come from the interviews with you that you and Mary conduct. So Ilka, thank you for sitting down with me. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. So, how, how has the conference been? I know you uh, you you just finished a, a panel, which I can't wait to hear about. I guess overall impressions of the conference so far. Yeah, it's been really really nice to finally see people in person again. Yeah, I was actually just talking to Michael that it just feels like since we haven't been able to do this, you just appreciate it so much more to finally see people again. Yeah. So I'm definitely very much enjoying the, the conference, and it's yeah. been great. Yeah, me too, me too. So tell us about this panel. Yeah, so uh, I just did this, this presentation uh, together with uh, six other women architect, architects, and uh, unfortunately, uh, only three of us could be in person, so we had to pre-record everyone else. Um, but basically, our... Our kind of idea of this presentation was to to just take a step back and look at um, not only passive house certification, but, not, uh, but also other certifications like building living building challenge, well lead, um, yeah, single family FIAS certification, uh, multifamily passive house certification PHI and FIAS. And then just really taking a step back and thinking about, okay, what does each certification do to the project? And does sometimes maybe certification kind of lead you in a way where at the end you might not make the decision that makes the project the best as it could be? With other words, does the plaque get a little bit more uh, important at the end than maybe sustainability or um, even occupants' uh, comfort or, or um, yeah, for example, indoor air quality, like health? So sort of exploring the kind of the, the boundary there of... Um, where, where a project is almost about to certify, but can't quite certify unless you do something else, and maybe you don't want to do that something else. Were there examples of that that you were discussing? Yeah, so on, on my side, I was presenting, because um, I by now have done a lot of energy modeling uh, with Woofie. So I've been um, a fierce um, consultant for, for a while. And I think in the beginning, I really got caught. I, I like Woofie a lot. 
<laughs> I, I really like how you can play around and how you get really instant um, just results and it all makes sense. But and in the beginning, I think that's that's mostly what I cared about, like seeing those those green check marks was just really awesome. But I think I definitely found myself, especially in the beginning, I think my first um, single family certified passive house, I think it was under the 2015 requirements still, where we were so on the edge of the target points and our clients didn't have a big budget, but they're so committed to, to passive house. And they were just really just small decisions or big decisions. But because we are so close to those target lines, that really um, made a huge difference if we went, for example, with um, an exhaust hood in the kitchen. So that right. was really basically making or breaking the, the project. So back then I was like, oh, yeah, the plaque is definitely more uh, important than, than anything else. But I think after you know, a few years now, and I'm doing a lot of energy modeling, I have a little bit of a different perspective where I feel like, um, yeah, you have to step back and really think about what's, what's the best for the project, what's the best for the, for the person. So I now go into a project and say, you have to have an exhaust hood. And if that means we're not going to reach certification, I feel like it's more important to have good indoor air quality. And there are a couple of other things that I found, like um, solar heat in coefficient on, on windows is, is one thing that I'm always uh, um, on the fence with because in our climate, it's fairly, uh, it's, um, Woofy likes high solar heat gain coefficient, but now we've actually gotten some feedback back from build projects where there is actually overheating happening on certain certain areas of the building and it's just um, if you're new to Woofy, it's not something that Woofy tells you so I think you can kind of easily um, get into this little little trap where you're so happy that Woofy likes all of it that you lose a little oversight what it actually does then um, you know inside the building in terms of overheating on the south side or um, yeah maybe having to heat and cool at the same time we actually have a project where we have to do that and there's no indication in Woofy that that was, was going to happen. And because I was pretty inexperienced, I didn't know. So I was surprised when that happened. And then the other thing, I mean, that um, I, I guess, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about embodied carbon, too. And it's, it's nice that it's, that, that it's a topic more and more. And I think we, um, I know that FIAS can incorporate that right now, but I think we definitely need to push that there's some, some kind of regard to materi materiality, um, the materials that you're using. Because again, in your Wolfy model, it is easier to meet your, to get your green, ch green check marks if you have, in our climate, if you have a higher R value uh, insulation material. And that most likely is not the hemp or the wood fiber, and it's also a little cheaper. So, again, you have to make that decision. Um, is it more important to get a certified passive house with a lot of foam insulation, or is it more important to maybe have a little bit of um, a lesser energy performance, but you're using more natural material, which is at the end, you know, better for embodied carbon and also for health.
which I have learned here as well. <laughs> yeah, and I want, I'm looking forward to hearing more about that, that session too. So there's this observation that sometimes certifications might feel rigid in terms of meeting the, the goals for the, the client and for and also perhaps sometimes for decarbonization that, that, and including health. Um, so one of the ways to, to that we as practitioners, I, I, I say we, but I mean you all as practitioners <laughs> can, can um, do, do that is sometimes forego certification, do all the modeling, do all the testing and get, get close and forego certification. But another way that that can change is, is for the uh, certifications to, to evolve and to take in this, the feedback from, from the kinds of things you're talking about. And um, I, so the uh, work that Graham Wright is doing on, the, on that adorb cost um, equation thing where we, where he's looking at how to optimize embodied carbon, operational carbon, electrification, and those sorts of things. And in, in, in retrofits, I think is, is, uh, is one example. So let's hear more from you about the, the kitchen range hoods and health. Um, I, you know, when we, when we have a conversation about kitchen range hoods on, at the Passivals Accelerator, they're usually the most active and engaged and, and attended. So, and I know that was the case at, the, at this one. It was like standing room only, right? Yeah. So what did you learn there? Well, I, I always tend to go to these sessions because yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they just interest me a lot. And um, yeah, I think it's just, um, well, what I learned is cooking kills. <laughs> cooking kills. <laughs> cooking kills at the end. But, you know, you have to... Uh, you have to do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically a recirc hood is useless. That's pretty much what they said. You have to have an exhaust hood. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess that's not news. Uh, but I think the way they just really drilled into the, the details on, you know, making observations and measurements and, and then, um, was was just really eye opening and very convincing because I think unless you see it you don't you might not believe it because also as I said the particles are not visible so people just go and say oh yeah we we don't need that right and uh, yeah for them to just kind of lay it all out like this it's just very eye opening and I actually had a client sitting in front of me and I had been telling him you need you need this. And these are the reasons. And he always kind of pushed back. And then he actually turned back and he said, yeah, I believe you. <laughs> so that, that was good. So uh, one of our, um, part of our session was actually talking to um, Sayo. She uh, used to live in the, in the States and she just moved back to Japan. Mm. And she's working with FIAS to bring the FIAS certification to Japan. Right. So uh, we had a nice little talk with her and just asked her about what the differences were. And one of the things that she brought up was definitely uh, we it's, it's more humid, we cook more. So, I mean, the, the climate is more hu humid, but we also cook more and we cook a lot of fish. Yeah. So there's no way around having um, an exhaust hood. But she said what's available to them is actually an exhaust hood with integrated makeup air. Wow. Yeah. What a thought. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so I cool. don't know how it works. Yeah. 
but I'm really curious to find out. Right. And I hope that that's something that's available to us soon. Yeah, no kidding. No yeah. kidding. That's great. Well, what else? What, what else would you like to add before we close up here? Is there any other impressions from the conference that you can, that you have or? I know we're, we're going to speak with Steve Steve soon about about Holstrom. There's all sorts of stuff to talk about with Holstrom. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff uh, to talk about, and I'm sure he's going to cover it all. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I think just connecting with people, yeah. and uh, I mean it's just so important to share uh, knowledge and not live live in a bubble. Yeah. Because we we just we just have to learn from each other. It doesn't make sense to for everyone to just kind of do their own thing and uh yeah just putting faces to names and being able to just really sit down and spend time and share i think it's yeah it's awesome great mm -hmm. well thanks so much elka this has been great appreciate it yeah thank you so much <laughs>